This is CliffCentral.com. Progressive, cultured, and brave. The Threaded Exchange with CMB. Live on Cliff Central. Welcome, welcome. This is the Threaded Exchange, live with Siabong Abile. We're live from Johannesburg, um, the best podcast station in the world. And of course, I'm talking about Cliff Central. Um, as you all know, like every single week, we, we bring you fire jewels. Is it, is it, is it, is it, is it jewels? Um, Joe, sometimes English misses me. Hey, it flies over my head and I say things sound a certain way in my head, but then execution is like, <laughs> Close to nothing. You know what? Let's just be like Sumizi and create our own word. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we do jewels. on this show, Joe? We bring fire jewels. We bring fire jewels. Yeah. yeah. We bring fire jewels. We talk to <laughs> young Africans who are doing incredible things. And also we debate, you know, things that are meaningful. You know, I think for me, this platform is about just growing together on this journey called life and for all yeah. of us to realize our full potential and for all of us to unlock our dreams, to, to, to beat the things that are barriers to, to our journey. Because most of the time, especially as people of color, it's always about, Ish, I can't do that mm. because of where I come from. And, and I think this show is about, you know, let's not live in the poverty of the mind. Yeah. You and know, beyond that, just you, trying to empower um, other creatives and entrepreneurs out there to, to have access to information, to have access to networks and everything yeah. that we're doing um, that we can share off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So today's show is actually quite interesting. Um, I've got two gentlemen who I look up to actually. Yazi, most yeah. of the time people will think the best thing about my career, I was actually telling Gershwin's brother. Hi, Gershwin. Let me actually put you Gershwin. on the mic. Is it, how do I say your name? Like, I feel like I call you Gershwin. So it's cool. Yeah, I think a lot of people get it wrong. It's Gresham. Uh, Gresham. My parents chose for an English name for me. It, it always stands in my way because Indian people never could pronounce my name. You know, it's like uh, Gresham. So yeah. yeah, forgive me. Let me try again. It's Gresham. There we go. There so we go. that's correct. Hundred percent. So I was talking to Gresham's brother yesterday, and I was talking. I was talking to him about the fact that the most beautiful things about my life and the position that I'm in is that I, I get to experience other people's mastery. And that's what inspires me. So by you guys being here today on the show, I get to experience your mastery and that empowers me to go further on my journey. And that's the one thing I don't tell people is that I, I always interview people and work with people I look up to. Oh, thanks, man. So yeah. I look, I look up to you guys. So I've got Gresham, um, who is the founder of Bespoke. Um, which I could say it's a family owned brand. Yeah. A family owned brand. Him and his brother headed up. It's based in Santon by the Houchin station. And basically they do something I've never seen before. I mean, we've all, we all know that men's fashion is moving into a very huge space. We know that we're looking at whiskeys. We're talking whiskey last week and the week before that we're talking other things around menswear, but also the fashion space is moving to a space where now men are caring about their grooming rituals. Men are caring about how they look and how they feel. Men are just like, I don't want to say it, but like as men, we're becoming a bit softer, which is a good thing, which is yeah, a good sure. thing because for a very long time, society has made us hard. So one of the biggest gaps in the market was a space that a man can go to and get his hair cut done, but also at the same time, have a whiskey, try on some clothing. So that is something that I hadn't seen in the space. I mean, we know that there's other brands who are doing something similar, but I've never seen it executed the way that Gresham and his brother have executed it. So we're going to dive into his journey. As well um, I've got also a young guy That I've always looked up to Like Michael What's up Michael? Hey Sia How you doing? Um, and he runs a company Called MCHR right? What does it Tell the people What it stands for? <laughs> uh, MCHR stands for Michael's Collection Of Hope and Love 
amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. So also that, like Michael's collection of open love, like what guy at like 24, 25 decides to name his brand that way. So it shows for me that he has a lot of faith and strength when it comes to him. So with the mixture of the two of you, today I want to dive into in dive into purpose. You know, I mean, we can sit here and talk about business. People know about business, but people don't know what fuels business and what brings longevity. And I think with you guys today, I'd like to dive, dive into that. You know, what drives your purpose and, you know, how, what fuels you every single day. And also our discussion that we were having offline about the fact that most entrepreneurs fail because they can't, they can't stay true to the season that they're in. Yeah. So just like months yeah, of the true. year, you have winters in the entrepreneurial space and winter in the entrepreneurial space means you're working, you're building the foundation for you to last. The summers is when you execute and launch stuff. So mm. you find that entrepreneurs will be in a winter season, but they're trying to be in a summer season. And then that doesn't match up. So that's why you get a lot of people who don't build things, things that last. Right, Joe? Yeah, definitely. Joe is always nervous on the show. What? Why are you tense? What? Also, it's Joe's <laughs> last show. It is my last show. Um, because you are in your winter season. In my season, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go away for a couple of months, uh, and then I'm going to come back with a bang. You better come back <laughs> with six uh, with a six-pack. Come uh, back ribbed. You and I, actually. I think we need to start going to the gym and, and stop paying the gym. Yeah. Can't the gym sponsor us because like, we're influencers? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, can't the gym sponsor us? We're influencers. Like. I think for that, we actually need to first get those six-packs. Eh? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Guys, I'm going to play a game because I feel like that's what I like to do on the show. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people trust me on my radio show because they always think <laughs> we haven't gotten interview questions. We don't know what CM might say. And I do while out a little bit. Um, but I think just to put you guys at ease, that's cool. we're going to play a game. And the game is called Finish the Sentence. Mm-hmm. And we're going to start with Gresham. Cool. And then we're going to go to Michael. So what's going to happen is when we do Gresham, three of us will say a sentence and he must complete it. And it can be anything. It can be anything. It could be... The best fling I had was with. Yo. And yeah. he's married. It's so going to get crazy. That's, that's exactly. going to get me into trouble. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do really. I'm not going to do that. Like, I'll, I support his family, so I won't, I won't. So yeah, so I'm just giving you like a rough idea of how this game Works. starts. But cool. I think since you are a co-pilot with Gresham today on the hot seat, you should start and give him a sentence he should complete. And then you're going to go Joe and then it's going to be me. Okay, cool. Uh, I'll give him something easy though. Mm-hmm. I started my business when? When I got fed up working for the corporate, eh? That's, yeah. That's the easiest for me. That's a straight answer. Yeah. Joe? Straight up. Mm. My worst business experience was? Uh, meeting Joe Human. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, oh, worst business experience. I was trying to put bespoken together, man. It was, it was tough. It was tough, really. Um, you know, starting out as an entrepreneur, I mean, you, we, we touched on it earlier on. Um, it's not easy. You know, yeah. you, you're trying to find out where to go, what to do, where to get finances. It's tough, really. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And my thing is, the one thing you wish someone told you about business that you found out while running your business was? Oh. That's a... So something like, so before you ran your business, you had an idea of how business mm-hmm. works. I mean, you've worked in corporate, but yeah, yeah. when you become an entrepreneur, it's a different experience. So what is that one thing? Like, let's say your son, actually, you know, you're expecting a son. Guys is expecting a son. So you're expecting your son and your daughter, son says to daughter. you, daughter, sorry, yeah, daughter, daughter, daughter. So your daughter wants to go into business. What is the one thing you're going to tell her about business that she must know without a doubt? 
Yeah, she needs to research definitely. She needs to do her homework. Um, yeah. I think one of the biggest things that that entrepreneurs make a mistake in is they dive into things without doing their research properly, yeah. and um, and that's why they don't last. You know, you you need to make sure you know what industry you're going into, who's your competitors, um, what's the what's you know what's the barriers to success in that industry, and you know what 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 can you do that that sets you apart from everyone else and looking finding that niche. So yeah, definitely, I think if if somebody told me before, listen, you're going to the grooming space, do your research, probably. I think we would have been probably about two stores up already, but but wow! I, I think I think it's it's a lesson that that was learned. Um, yeah, and I think everything happens in a season, like you said. Eh? Yeah. Mm. Cool. Thank you for those answers. Those those are incredible. Oh, so, cool. guys, do your research before starting a business. Yeah. Um, Michael, Michael, what is it again? Michael's hopes of dream. Michael's collection of hope and love. Michael's yeah. collections of hope and love. Now. How, for me in business, faith is important because, finish the sentence. Because it's everything. <laughs> uh, well, I think you have to have a self-belief that you can actually do something before you actually get into it. Uh, because yeah. I think a lot of people um, are already having pressures from their friends, their family saying that they can't do it. So having faith in yourself is very important to actually go through those difficult times and starting your business Definitely mm. Joe The one thing that made me find my purpose was Whew, That's a loaded question <laughs> This show is deep It really is <laughs> Like we have been It's literally time. 15 minutes in We're like deep <laughs> One thing that made me find my purpose um, Or oh, what has pushed you to find your purpose mm. Or what led you to find your purpose Let me let me broaden it for you So to make it a bit okay, easier Okay that's actually yeah A bit better um, Look I've always been a salesman Since I was in high school I was selling sweets to my friends And um, I always found myself entrepreneurial You know because my dad also pushed us that way And uh, But I wouldn't say that's my purpose really Being an entrepreneur I think my purpose is actually spreading love to people because and you spread that through your business. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that's my purpose really is actually spreading love to the people and they must see that through my art. And my art is MCHR. Yeah. yeah. Gresham? The one attribute that that makes me who I am. Damn. Wow. I'm, I'm getting the hang of it, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Gresham. Man, why you, he didn't get these tough questions like me. Yeah. <laughs> but look, um, uh, I think the one attribute, um, I'll say is God, really, actually. Like, uh, when, I get, when I got grounded in Him, you know, um, I kind of like, you know, grew and kind of knew who I was, you know, in Him. And yeah. that kind of like helped me to, you know, be me to get to yeah. where you are exactly yeah. amazing amazing yeah. cool thank you guys for playing the game you guys are good sports yeah. um i think joe was a bit of an ass but i mean <laughs> it's joe as we know it's yeah joe. we know it's joe <laughs> i just blame everything on joe like if i mess up it's like it's joe yeah it's joe i feel like i always blame, i feel like even when i text you i'm always like joe you haven't done this joe's like but it's done i'm like ah, oh, joe it's your fault <laughs> i didn't know um See, has that but thing. let's let, let's yeah. get into it guys i'll start with gresham <laughs> What made you, I mean, you in corporate, very successful. You're working for BM. You're working for a car company, dude. Like, I see people in car companies. I'm like, fuck, those guys are rock stars. They're driving nice cars for great deals. Mm, car yeah. companies make money. Sure. You were there for like well, over a decade, right? Well, yeah, almost 10 years with Mercedes and Almost a decade. Yeah. Mercedes Benz. Everybody loves Mercedes Benz. Why leave? 
So I think, um, you know, from a young age, I mean, from, from the time when I was a young kid, I was always exposed to, uh, how can I say, um, you know, fashion and, and I, I think I blame my parents, um, because, you know, they always used to dress me up in suits from the time I was two years old and always wanted me to look good. And, um, I think that resonated with me up throughout my, my, my growing up as a childhood. Um, when I got into corporate, um, it gave me the opportunity to use what I had because, you know, working the nine to five in corporate, you're in a suit and tie every day. Yeah. You need to look good. Um, also had a sales. I mean, I headed up sales. So, you know, you went into a meeting. And, and what I found was when I walked into a room, people took notice of you, your appearance before you even spoke. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I was fascinated with the concept because, you know, if you went into a meeting and people saw you, um, and you were dressed well, you looked good, people took you seriously. And I mean, let's face it, how many times has it happened to us today mm. when, um, you know, especially in corporate, you need to look the part, you need to play yeah. the part. Um, and people always to ask me, listen, but hey, you know, we, why is your hair always so good? You know, how do you get your suits to fit you? And I, and I, and I, I, I said to myself, listen, but clearly people are not educated. Yeah. People, people do not know, um, that listen, they, they need to look after themselves. They need to make sure that looking good gives you confidence. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, I think after 10 years, I, I decided, listen, corporate was enough for me. And I wanted to explore and I wanted to share with people, um, this passion I have for grooming. And that, that was obviously the, the birth of bespoken. So I sat back and I said, well, bespoken. So when you walk into a room, you speak on behalf of yourself before you even open your mouth. Ah. And, and that's where bespoken came from. So bespoken is your appearance, you speaking on behalf of yourself before people, before you even open your mouth. Yeah. I think what's, what's interesting about that. And I think why I brought you guys together for one interview. I also think the disparities are different in terms of your journeys, but the purpose is similar because I think, you come from a corporate background to, to, you know, to start bespoken. Mm-hmm. You don't come from a corporate background. So, because a lot of young people ask this question every single day, Sia, do, do I need to go work for someone and then become an entrepreneur? Or do I need to straight off the bat become an entrepreneur? And I think either way works. Sure. Definitely. I think for me, it's just about the season you're in. Yeah. So, Michael, how did you begin, you know, Michael's collections of love? Oh, uh, well, I've always been interested in clothing since high school. Uh, my friends and I started a brand called Sigla Cake in high school. <laughs> what kind of cake are we talking about? Exactly. What hey, kind of cake are we cutting a in high school? Birthday cake. I leave it as that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, well, a lot of, we didn't have a lot of structure in it, you know. We just wanted yeah. to start a brand and, um, we started it. And I actually I was involved in it. I used to sell a lot of the t-shirts that we used to, to make. And um, when I got to varsity, I had a, a very, I had a very big interest in suits. And because mm. uh, my my dad, uh, just like Kershaw here, dressed me up in a suit when I was seven years old. And I'm a church boy, so at uh, at, um, at church people would say, "Oh, you look so good in the suit." So I used to like wearing the suit because it made me feel powerful and feel like you know good about myself. So yeah. then when I got to varsity, I'm like, okay, let me start a suit company, and. Uh, I was studying accounting though at, at Vits, and then it was quite a hard to like, kind of like juggle, juggle the two and so forth. However, I just finished my degree, and then in my honors year, I decided to drop out 
and um, yeah. pursue this full time. And that um, that came from my brother, my older brother Emmanuel. He gave yeah. me the confidence to actually like Emmanuel. Step out. I think I met mm. you before I met you, ne? Yes, that's true. Yes. This is so crazy. Yes. <laughs> like both of you yeah. met your wild brothers. <laughs> yeah, <I actually laughs> met them. yeah. Emmanuel as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he was very inspirational in my life. I've always looked up to him since I was very young. Yeah. And he started his business. He dropped out of varsity when, when he was in first year, actually. And we also, we spoke down upon him. Like I, I mentioned earlier, we said, you can't do that. You have to go corporate first. Go the, you know, the mainstream, the mainstream yeah. route, you know, every time. Um, and, but he became a success in his own right. Yeah. And, that gave me belief and gave me faith that I can also do it. If he can do it, I can do it too. And that's what gave me the confidence to break in and start to break MCA, in and do the business. Yeah, and do MCHL. Yeah, now to ask both of you, um, before Joe asks the hardcore questions. <laughs> um, so, because having an idea of a business yeah. and executing business is two different things. Because a lot of people think they're business people, but they're mm-hmm. not necessarily executing business. What was the process like... And I'm asking both of you now, what is the process like for you to move from a position of this stability, good job, you've almost been there for 10 years, and probably if you stay there another three, four years, you'll probably climb the ranks to executive level. Yeah. Now, a guy in my space or people listening like, are oh, you fucking crazy? You're working for Mercedes-Benz. It's a stable company, long heritage, amazing cars, good money for pay. Why leave that for business? And even when you are leaving that for business, how do you move from a stable job and then adapt into a business mindset of, okay, there's no nine to five now. I need to actually work and build a structure. How did you go about building that? And then also from you going from high school varsity, having being under your parents' wing, having an older brother, being that brother that was always protected. And now all of a sudden you're like, I'm dropping out of my honors. I'm pursuing business. How did you also then adapt from that space of stability in terms of school and family, and then all of a sudden you're out on your own? So I think let's start with you, Gresham. Yeah, I, I think it's a I think it's an amazing question, um, and and I think if if you've got a good um, supporting structure behind you, I mean, in in my instance, for example, I mean, you know, my wife was uh, when I approached her, you can imagine her face when I said, "Listen, I'm I'm resigning next week." Um, She's like, I'm, "I want a baby I'm, in three years. <laughs> you know? I want a baby in you three know? years. Like, um, come on." I, I'm resigning in, in 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 a week's time, and I'm starting bespoken man, and. I mean, she, you know, I, I, I can remember it clearly. She said to me, is that really what you want to do? Is that your passion? Is that what, if, if that's what makes you happy? And I think, I think it's important. You know, when, when we wake up in the morning, does our nine to five make us happy? You know, when, yeah. when you get up in the morning, when you're getting ready, when you get into the office, is that what you want to do? So many people are scared to take risks today. And, and, and unfortunately, yeah. I was scared as well. But um, I think if you've got a, a good supporting structure behind you, they can back you. Um, it, it made, it made the decision a lot easier for me. Yeah. You know, where she said, listen, go ahead. I support you 100%. Whatever happens, at least you know you've taken the risk. And I think if you don't take the risk, you'll never know. True. Yeah. Um, and it, it's, it's scary. I must say, uh, I think we all can relate as ent- entrepreneurs. You know, when you start out on a new venture, um, there's a lot of questions that you have about, like you said, I mean, being in a corporate for 10 years, you, you think, you know what, you can yeah. come out and just open something. But there's so many lessons that I learned that no corporate can teach you when you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. I think it's just instinct that kicks in. And, um, and if, if really, if you really got a passion for something, man, let me tell you something. You, you, you make it work. Yeah. Yeah. 
And for you, Mr. Michael? I like how you said uh, in- instinct kicks in. You know, it's like I think it's a, also survival instinct yeah. kick in because it's either you're going to eat or you're not going to eat, really. Yeah. It's all up to you. Um, uh, but for me, um, jumping from varsity into business was really tough because, like you said earlier, my path was almost set for me. I was going to finish my honors and I was going to do my articles for three years. Then I was going to become a CA. Then from there, probably be senior manager and so forth and, you know, raising the ranks. Yeah. The, the part was very clear. Whereas with in entrepreneurship and business, it's not so clear at all. Yeah. You don't know which direction you're going to go into, uh, where you're going to end up. Um, however, I had a lot of support from my parents and my older brother. They believed in me. They said, we're going to be here for you. Um, and they also asked, like, questions where I asked him. Are you sure that this is what you want to do? And uh, I said yes. And um, it wasn't easy, and it's not easy still right now. But uh, we believe and we keep on fighting. You yeah. know, um, and it makes you a better person. You get to learn a lot more about yourself. And when I left varsity, I had so much free time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Actually, that's one thing I want to actually highlight. So most of the time, people in business, people think when you just start to decide you want to run a business. You leave your job and like next week the business is up and running. Like <laughs> no. people don't understand <laughs> no. there's this long period of time of where you're beating your head against the wall because you're yeah. just like, what am I doing? How am I doing it? How do I get into, into this space of doing this? How do I, cause also I believe as human beings, we are like computers and we are preset differently yeah. and the jobs and the careers that we take change those settings. So you have a setting of being in sales. That's your setting. That's, yeah. I'm in sales. This is my job. Now you go to run your own business. There's no job title. You do mm. everything. You go from, I'm studying, I'm studying, I'm studying. I hate studying, but I'm studying because I'm going to work, make money. And then you go yeah. into a space where there's no teacher for exams. There's no one checking on you on, did you do this? Yeah. No one cares, but you still have to stress about the bills. And I want to highlight that about you guys and tell me, because there's a young, there's a lot of entrepreneurs who are listening, who are at home right now, sitting on Google and like, fuck, where do I even start, where do I even start mm, with this thing? Yeah. Oh my God, websites are too expensive to build. Like, yeah, true. And people don't understand that that's part of the process. It's a journey. Where yeah. You, yeah. You, you're breaking an old habit, you're breaking into a new habit. And that requires for you, it's almost like when you start business, it's like you, you're, on a, you're on a bicycle, you keep falling, but you keep getting back on every day. You keep falling and you keep yeah. getting back on until such a time you perfect the ride. So, Tell me, what was the process for you guys to get into these spaces that were sort of like stable? Now you jumped the ship and you're now starting the business. The distance between then and where you are now, where now you have a rhythm, you've got a team, you've got things happening. How did you get that rhythm going? What are some of the things that you did? Did you watch YouTube channels? Did you go seek help from someone? How did you get that rhythm of, okay, I'm running a business now. This is how I'm going to operate. This is what I want to build. Just just run us through that a little bit. Oh, well, so um, I started maybe with uh, looking at um, close friends and family. Trying to sell to them first, actually, uh, because you think, okay, I've got my tailors ready now. Um, I've got, I know where to get my fabrics and so forth, but you have no customers. So you actually don't know where to begin, how to even uh, pitch your, um, your marketing plan or whatever the case may be on Instagram. And for me, I said, okay, let me start at home. Let me start small. Yeah. And uh, I learned and I made a lot of mistakes making suits for my dad and yeah. my older brother, <laughs> you know, and uh, 
they can forgive me because it's them, you know. But yeah. the world is not so forgiving, really. If you make if you make a mistake with them, that's that's it. You're actually paying back the money to them, and so yeah, I started with them. And I learned from there, okay, cool, I need to maybe take more, more time. I must let them know that, okay, your suit is going to come two weeks prior to what my workers have told me. Because a lot of people, a, a lot of people uh, uh, don't know that, okay, there's a, there's a yeah. process that goes on in the background. And uh, our customers don't really understand that. So I have to also like make sure that I make allowance for that when I do communicate with my customers. Yeah, And that helped me a lot, you know, starting off. With my first few customers And to get into where I am now It it took a few orders It took a few customers Angry ones Happy ones And then trying to find that balance Really to say Okay look yeah. This is the formula that does work Let me continue doing that yeah. And look I'm still growing right now um, I've got my creative director here David Who also now helps me David is the coolest guy guys <laughs> If you see him He looks like Black Jesus <laughs> Literally Yeah <laughs> So for, for, so for you, the starting point was, let me, no matter what, let me just create. Let me start by creating. I don't know the rules. Let yeah. me create something. Let me get critic and build from there. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. And, and, and for you? Yeah. So for me, I think it was, it was a, a, a learning experience. I mean, I watched a lot of uh, YouTube, as you mentioned. Uh, Instagram was also, I mean, you know, uh, in the US and in Europe, barbering is huge. I mean, grooming is, is I mean, you know, Sia, you've traveled a lot. Guys really, they, they're doing amazing things. And we, we obviously looked at what was happening around us in the rest of the world and said, how do we adapt it? How do we localize it? How do we offer something yeah. that's, um, that, that we can give to clients in terms of grooming? But how do we, how do we break this concept and make it our own? Yeah. Um, and I, and I think for me, it was trial and error. Eh? Uh, you know, we, we went through a lot of guys in the beginning, staff coming up and down, leaving us, um, you know, trying out new products, trying out different things. So, yeah, I, I guess when you start out, it's about making sure and sleepless nights, eh? Uh, yeah. A lot of sleepless nights when, when everyone else was sleeping. I was the one on YouTube and Instagram True. watching what everyone else yeah. is doing, trying to be ahead of, of, yeah. of, of my game. I mean, you, you guys both look like perfectionists. And being a perfectionist is both a curse and a blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, you were starting to be a child accountant. Jeez, man, that's like <laughs> hectic. You are at Mercedes Benz. So you both are, you're working in careers that require that extra attention to detail. Now, one of the worst things I find, and I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs go through that are perfectionists is that they can't stand the child and error phase because, yeah, you went from being sales where this is something you knew that you masters. I mean, you were at for almost 10 years. You went varsity doing your honors. You're like, I'm killing this. Like, I've got a degree. Let me go get another one. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to a space where you're basically in grade one in the space where now you have to go from grade one to matric in like a month. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. How did you guys have the emotional stability to go through that? Because I think one of my biggest problems I had when I started my business, I'd go through depression because I mm, felt like yeah, I wasn't mm. good enough. Why am I not quick enough? Why am I not getting this? Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's taken me such a long, I think even in my five years of business, only this year I'm starting to understand that time is a good thing. If something doesn't work out, it gives me more time to perfect it. So how did you guys handle that stress? Also with you, like you have a wife who's like, how are things going? And you're like, uh, well, <laughs> I've been watching YouTube clips yeah, for a week now. And like, you so, still need to be there And for also her like family asking you, how is this going? Like, when are we seeing the product? Yeah, like, yeah. so how did you guys remain calm and also stable within trusting that, you know what, this is a process. I will get to that mastery level. I, I think for me, it's, um, 
it, it's it's been a, a challenge. You know, it's true what they say. I saw a, a pic once on Instagram. It was, it was a chart, the life of an entrepreneur, yeah. and it shows. So you know, when you start in the morning, you're like, "Yes, we're going to do this. Everything's great." And then yeah. halfway through the day, you're like, "Shit, I can't do this." You know, <laughs> it, it, it's it's tough. And then. No, we're going to do this. Things are great. And it, it's, it's just like an emotional roller coaster. So you could go through a number of different emotions in a day. And, and then, you know, you get home and you think, you know, is this going to work? Am I going to make it? Are we yeah. going to succeed? Um, for me, it's, it's finding solace. And, and we spoke about this earlier on is, is, is taking time out just to reflect on yourself, you know, yeah. and saying, listen, um, you've come so far. You've taken the risk. You've gotten to this level. True. Is it worth it to just let everything go because yeah. things are not happening the w- in the time that you want it to happen? Or give it time. You know, I mean, nothing happens in a day. We yeah. spoke about brands like Mercedes-Benz uh, growing, evolving over years. I mean, Coca-Cola sold 25 bottles in their first year. You know, if, if that isn't yeah. motivation for us today to say, listen, look at Coca-Cola. I'd love to one day uh, meet the marketing guys from Coca-Cola. Jay-Z was a drug dealer mm. until he was 27. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so I think there's hope for all of us. Um, and, and it's, really? it's just, it's just finding that, that thing within yourself to motivate you and keep yourself motivated, yeah. you know? And, and, and also, uh, people around you make a huge difference, you know? Yeah. Uh, support structures are, are really, really, really keen. Amazing. Guys, please don't forget if you're listening in, um, you can WhatsApp us your messages on 079-748-2090. You can t- tweet us at cliffcentral.com. And we actually, after the song, um, I want to get into a debate about you guys. I think most of the times when it comes to entrepreneurs, we always think about structure, money, operations, but no one talks about the wholeness of the person. And one of the things that struck me quite well with you guys is that you come from a great family. You're a man of faith. You're a man of faith. You have a wife. You've got a kid. You've got a family. And no one looks at that, you know, because I believe as an entrepreneur and entrepreneur, because I feel that your private life can teach you a lot about how you carry yourself in your business life. I mean, if you're not disciplined in your private life, I don't see how you can expect to be disciplined with a million rands. Do you get what I'm saying? (laughs) But also, I don't understand how you can have faith if you don't practice faith in your private life or surrounded by people who practice that faith with you. So I actually want to talk about that. And I think, and in South Africa, as people of color who are learning about wealth, we focus money, but we don't focus on the value or the wealth of who we are as people and how we grow as people. So I really want to talk to you guys about that um, right after this track. Let's go. You're back live on the Threaded Exchange. I'm here with CIB. Can you say that with excitement? Be like, yo, this is Joe yo, Human. This is Joe Human, and you're back on the Threaded Exchange. This is a conversation that is progressive, young, and brave. And in studio, we are still chatting to Michael and Gresham. And just before um, the song, we were actually speaking about the entrepreneurial journey and how that has uh, worked out for for you guys. But linking back to what um, initially we, we want to go into for the next um, set of the show is how your personal lives actually play an important role in your business life. Because as you are saying, like Michael is a man of faith. Gresham is a man of faith. I'm a man of faith. I mean, my dad is a bishop and I grew up in the church, grounded in faith mm-hmm. and that um, getting into the creative space and meeting different people from different cultures, different sexual orientations has changed a lot of my perspective on how to do business has changed a lot of my, my perspective on faith itself, you know? So how important is your personal life 
um, and what role does it play into your, your business? Well, my mine plays into the name itself, hope and love. Um, mm. It comes from the the verse. Now these three remain: faith, hope, and love. Mm. But the greatest of these is love. So that's where I got my inspiration. Uh, actually, my girlfriend uh, gave me that uh, name mm. when, when we were discussing. Oh wow! Yeah, and she's like, "Well, you're a person of faith, like you just mentioned, and you like to share love with people. So yeah. why don't you make it this?" And it resonated with me. I'm like, "Okay, I'm going with that." And it just came from a conversation from someone asking me, what does MCHL stand for? And I had no answer for them. And then she came with this and then it stuck with me. And I, my dad's also a pastor. So hey, PKs. Was, we are blessed. PKs in the house. Blessed. Let's start a church. Hashtag blessed. Right? Literally. <laughs> you can literally hashtag I'm blessed. You don't say that, but my dad's a pastor. Yeah, so I'm man. blessed. I've got two. We blessed, Christian. Yeah, 100%. Your store opening is going to be. I'm right starting a church after this. I prefer abundance and I receive. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So yeah, growing up in the church, it, is, it's, it comes with a lot of challenges, to be honest. Because there's a lot of pressure People are looking at you Always. To be perfect mm. And Unfortunately I'm not perfect And I'm going to make mistakes I'm going to fall down sometimes And uh, With my brand I'm trying to show people that Okay look um, I'm not perfect But I still have something to share with you And that's hope And Hoping you That you have something That you know There's a plan for you That you will prosper And um, And that there's love in this world And You know God is love and mm. yeah, that's what I'm trying to bring. I feel like me. I'm Oprah hosting Super Soul Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reaching my Oprah level. Yeah, I think you are. And Gresham, um, just and, and Gresham with you, yeah. Yeah, just from from like a very um emotional angle because I know what it's like um being an entrepreneur. It's emotionally draining. You know, there's certain things that you go throughout the day that just kill your emotions and kill your vibe. Um, but with you, like how how did you handle? You know, being in a marriage, you know, because I mean, your partner is someone that needs that emotional. Like he doesn't have a gray hair. He yeah, looks like so clean. He, he's he so sharp. His <laughs> yeah, that, that's because I go to bespoken men. <laughs> you don't look like you run a business, and I'm not saying that bad way, but like, yeah, exactly like what mm. you're saying. Like, you don't look stressed. You look so calm. You're expecting. You have to go fetch your wife later. There's a business that's running right now, yeah. but you are so chilled, bro. So, so I think one of the things that I found is that. In whatever business you do, you are the business. True. Mm. Um, it's, it's, for example, you see Abayile, you are, you are your brand yourself. So yeah. Gresham Pillay is a brand on his own. And Bespoken Man is a, is a, is a, a offspring of, of me as a brand. Yes. Yeah. So, so what I find is though, my values that I live need to live Needs through to be brand. through the brand. Um, so for me, it's very important. Uh, and I mean, you know, you guys mentioned your dad's a pastor. I go to church on a Saturday. Yeah. So for me, it's it's important that I I disengage on a Saturday. And I say, listen, guys, you know, you be there. I'm going to church. I'm doing my thing. Yeah. Uh, and I come back. But if you wanna, if if you want your brand to do what you want, you need to believe in it. You need to do it. Yeah. So I'm there at, at seven o'clock in the morning. Yes, I might look good now, but I I pick up a mop. I mop, I sweep, I make sure yeah. the place is is perfect. So when my clients walk in, that's the experience I get. And it's the same, it's at home, you know. I, I want to make sure, I think, again, perfectionist thing can kill you because yeah. you, you, you want to make sure everything is always on its place, everything is neat. Sometimes the guys actually get a bit um, upset with me when I'm in the store because I'm always watching them like, have you offered the client something to drink, you know. And 
afterwards they're like, but we know what we need to do. I'm saying, well, then do it. Yeah. <laughs> let's make sure. Let's. Yeah. I, I mean, can you guys relate to that? Yeah. yeah. Can I ask? I'm going to ask something personal. Yeah. And I mean, I've been someone who's been in business for five years. And one of the things I admire about you guys is your level of discipline. And not a lot of entrepreneurs have discipline. And I think yeah. discipline is so important to last in the, in the long run. Like sure. I remember with my life for the last, well, not this year, but the last five years is that I became successful so young, but I wasn't disciplined for that success. And I did a lot of things and my company almost crashed. Right. And now I'm in a phase where I'm rebuilding and things are really coming together. But then the transition even now, I have a girlfriend now. Things are stable. Hey. But then I still feel that that thing of flip, I want to go out. But then I'm like, no, I'm in a season of working on myself, rebuilding to last. Had you guys always had this discipline that you have? I mean, you you talk about your girlfriend all the time. So you've always been someone that I've seen as very stable, very level-headed. You are married. You've been married for a couple of years now. Yep. You know, So I think most of the time, as I said before, we always focus on... The products, but you're not focusing on the person behind the products. I've started watching a lot of documentaries about wealth, and all these billionaires are married. They're either married or they've been in a long-term relationship. They, they, they family life, they holistic life is so together. Yeah. How did you guys gain that discipline? I mean, were you players at some point, and you decided actually, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I, I believe your, your, your private life, yeah. your private life is a testament of your business life. Sure. True. So if you're undisciplined with money in your in your business yeah. life, you're not disciplined with money in your private life. So mm-hmm. I wasn't disciplined in my private life because I was like, oh, I'm cool, I'm Sebeile, I'm gonna run the world. You can't tell me shit. Yeah. And then that discipline, then that lack of discipline, then fell into my business. So how did you guys understand that one of the major keys of business is to make sure that you've got the right people, you've got the faith covered, you've got family covered, you've got, you know what I'm saying? You look after your body, you look after your spirituality. How how did you guys realize those major keys? So I think for me, one, one of the major turn points in my life was uh, when I actually moved to Johannesburg to, to do my degree. So I'm a boy from Nelspreet all the way in Mpumalanga and, you know, uh, used to just kicking it back, laid back. And, you know, leaving home and coming to a big city, big town, I had to fend for myself. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, for, for people who, who have gone on that journey, it's something that really, it's, it's a life-changing experience because now you need to learn uh, responsibility. Yeah. You know, when you're living at home with your parents, everything's cool. You can go out party on a weekend and and do whatever you want because you know. Listen, hey, my parents got me covered. You know, mm-hmm. I've I've got. But um, you know, when when you move to a, another town, and you need to start fending for yourself. You know, you're here to study. You need to do something. It's 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 a hustle. And and if you're not disciplined, I've seen so many guys come. Joburg is a it's a it's a crazy place, man. You either make it or, or it breaks you. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. Um, and and I guess. It was being disciplined and, and, and telling myself, listen, I'm here for a purpose. This is what I need to do. I need to get through university. I need to get that degree because I want to make something of myself. You know, I, I yeah. want to, I want to be successful, not for other people, but for myself. Not and, for and, other people. And, and that's, I think and that's that important. Is so key. You know, that's because then ego. Yeah. 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 And, and you, Michael? Um, I read a book called Start with Why and that basically just talks about, um, written by, Ooh, I forgot the, uh, the What's writer. it called? What is it called? Start, Start with, with why. why. Start with why. Everybody, yeah. if you're listening, listen to the book. Um, well, read the book or listen to it online. Start with why. Okay. Yeah, and um, it spoke about Apple and how they they based their business not on the product, 
but on the reason why the business started. And if you see with Apple, they try to target people like who think different and innovators. Mm. We look for the anomaly. We look for the person who, and that's the that's the marketing strategy. The outliers, yeah, the mm. outliers. That's always been the marketing strategy from the from the beginning, and. The pr- the product which becomes the iPhone is just like the the end product of wh- of the reason of why the they start. offspring of the mm. purpose mm. exactly right? yeah. exactly and so when I started MCHR I'm, I I made it I, I started with that in that in that reason why am I starting this business why am I uh, creating a clothing brand why not a mining company like my older brother why not uh, be spoken like uh, <laughs> my friend over here yeah you know and. Maybe because it's something that's closer to my heart. Clothing is closer to my heart. So maybe, so I drew a lot of those things on my vision board and said, okay, this is the reason why and this is how we're going to get there. And that has really helped me to kind of like, when you, when you deviate, when you think like we were speaking earlier, when you, when you look at money, you kind of get like, you know, sidetracked because you, you're chasing the check. Brother, but, it used to make me dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I used to look at my bank account and think, oh, Jesus, I'm going to fly to New York tomorrow and make it pop. Right. Like, because that's the ego, because yeah. exactly what you, and I think this is so important. It's so, so, so important because 99.9% of entrepreneurs get into that space, especially, I, I think before, when you start, you are not in that space, but then once you experience a bit of, or that first million, it becomes that rush and then you end up living for the ego. So exactly. that's why I want to drop things now quickly. I want to show mm. people I'm still alive. I'm still the brand. But what I find about you guys, which is something I still want to dig deeper into because you're not giving <laughs> me enough is that you in fashion, people in fact, I'm in fashion. People in fashion are too cool. It's all about yeah, ego. It's yeah. all about I'm in the club with this girl. I'm driving this car. I spent I spent through your 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 Instagram. You're not a flasher guy. You always talk about purpose and building. I go through your Instagram. It's literally I can tell the purpose of you. How there's so many temptations. There's so many things happening. But you still, when I look at you, you just Michael. You chill. Yeah. You know. But you dress maps, for example. Yeah. You make suits for maps, but you're not out here saying, "Oh, I'm that guy that makes suits for maps. I'm that guy." Yeah. You're still like. This is my purpose. The person doesn't represent my purpose. It's just I'm, I'm, I'm this part of my job type sure. of thing. You have different people that cut your hair at your shop, but you don't go. Even that day where they cut my hair for the magazine cover, you guys yeah. are like, "Oh, look at us! We cut Sia Bailey's hair." <laughs> you you still run your. You're like, "Oh, this is dope," but life goes on. Let mm. me keep my purpose. How do you maintain that? Like, is it a daily practice of prayer? Is it a daily thing where you you have an outlet to talk to your brother? What is it that keeps you on that? Straight and narrow. Even when you fall off, how do you get back on? So I think for me, it's it's, it's um, you know it's reflection um, and exactly what you said. You know, every week we look at the the previous week and say, "Listen, guys, you know what have we done? What are we doing right? And how can we how can we improve what we're doing? How can we better what we're doing? Because I think inevitably in life, it's it's a cycle of how do we better ourselves? Yeah. You know, uh, and in so doing, it's 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 kind of that's what motivates me, you know, yeah. for, for our clients to come in the store and get the experience. How do we maintain that experience? Yeah. Because it's consistency that will keep longevity. And yeah. I, I think, I think that's important for us in our business because grooming is not a season. Grooming is, is something that it's a, that it's, it's a ritual. It's something that you do on a daily basis. It's something, and, and, and it's got nothing to do with fashion or style. It's about confidence. It's about your own confidence in who you are. So you could wear, Armani or you could wear 
H&M where you could wear Mr. Price. It's how you wear it that makes the difference. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it's about having that confidence in who you are. Um, so, yeah. Amazing. And, and with you, Michael, how do you, being also being so young as well, but also I think the age gap plays a big role. I mean, you're more mature, so you've seen it all. <laughs> yeah. So you're also very young where you're experiencing levels of fame you've never experienced before or experiencing territories you've never experienced before. How do you always drive yourself back to that essence of family and love and God and faith? How do you keep that with you all the time? Look, um, like you said earlier, I do fall sometimes, you know. Yeah. I would, I would be lying if I said I was perfect and I keep it, you know, together all the time. However, um, when I do fall, I, it's, I have to recognize very quickly that I have fallen. And then I have to like almost retreat and say, okay, where, what's going on, Mike? Talk to myself almost in a sense to say, okay, yeah. why are you feeling like this and why are you down? And then try to pick myself up from there. And so I try to, again, surround myself with a lot of people that support me. Um, like I said, with David, I stay with him. And uh, I have conversations with him sometimes. And then I'll say, listen, bro, um, I'm feeling like this. I don't know where we're, where we're going with this brand. People think we're here, but we're still far away yeah. from our target. And I think... The main thing you have to keep in mind is that it's a long-term game. Yeah. It's about the next 10 years. Not exactly. Sure. Not the season. Yeah. The yeah. season not does the season. not define yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I think keeping the long-term in vision all the time is important. Amazing. Yeah. I think to, to close off the show, I'm actually going to include you, Joe, as well. I need you guys to tell me what season in your business journey you are on and what that season means for you and your business, starting with Grisham. That, that's a very interesting question. I think for, for us and bespoken man in general is, you know, we, we're in a phase or season of building. Um, we, we, we're finding who we are as an identity, as a, as a brand, and also finding what's our niche. What, what do we have that's a niche that we can latch onto that, that makes our experience different to what everyone else is doing? Um, you know, we, we've, we've come across so many tempting offers to say, listen, let's expand. Let's, let's take it somewhere else. Let's, let's add this to the business. And, um, as tempting as it is, this is our season for building. Yeah. Um, and, and when we get to that stage, uh, I think we'll be ready. But for now, we're building. Building. Yeah. Amazing. And you, Michael? We're in a growth phase, actually, I'd say. Um, we're actually in between a growth phase and, the beginning phase. Yeah. Now, this is my second year of MCHL. Yeah. And uh, we've come to a point where the demand is actually increasing and we can't meet that demand. And there's something wrong with our system. Yeah. So we're trying to fix that So system. you're between winter mm. and spring almost. Yeah. Because spring is looming, but you're like, Ish, spring needs to wait a little bit. Like it, we need to just... Exactly. Yeah. We need to tighten up a, a, a few loose ends, you know, um, and cut off a few loose ends, should I say. Uh, because I don't want to... Uh, my product would like decrease in in value uh, because and quality in quality just because I want to sell more units. Yeah. Chasing the ego, exactly. That, that's actually quite interesting. Yeah. That's actually quite interesting because it, it's it's a, it's it's almost similar to a point where how do you get to a point where you 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 outgrowing your space and you know you want to offer the same level of service to your clients, yeah. but knowing that listen. In that growing phase, you, you've outgrown that. Mm. So yeah. how do you adapt and, and quickly change it to make sure that you catch up? It's, yeah. You know, and it's you, Joe? Tough, actually. Oh, man. It's been a crazy ride for us. You know, um, 
building an ideation agency has not been the easiest thing, especially on the African landscape. But I think the last two years has taught us quite a lot. And um, right now, we, I would say, just like Michael, we're in between the growth and the building space because um, last year was the worst year we've ever had, ever. Like, yeah. I never want to experience that. Um, but right now, it's it, it's about understanding our niche, understanding what, um, how do we communicate the kind of brands that we have right now, and how do we then expand um, for exposure in trying to position ourselves in brand placement in terms of getting the right clients. Yeah. So we're currently fixing systems in house to say, okay, look, we're gonna cut out X, Y, and Z, and we're gonna position ourselves in this way so that yeah. we can then reach our growth. Amazing, amazing. So if people are listening out there, guys, understand that entrepreneurship is a journey, not a destination, number one. To build, name any brand in the world that you like, Mercedes-Benz, Jemison, any brand in the world that you love. If you research their history, you'll find that they're on top of the world today because they've done the 50 years of grafting. Mm. So Mm -hmm. understand that if you're starting a business today, know that it's a journey. It's not going to happen overnight. The vision's not going to come to you. It's, it's, it's not, it's not an epiphany. Um, you grow through doing. If you feel you don't have the equipment, try by hand. If you're running out of materials, use your clothes. Like, start somewhere, guys. Start somewhere. I mean, Coca-Cola used to be medication. Imagine, like, (laughs) 25 (laughs) bottles were sold in the first year of Coca-Cola. So, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, give yourself the patience and the time. Um, Another key lesson from today's show is focus on you as a person as well. While you're building, build your business with the one hand, build yourself with the other at the same time because your success of your business needs to match up you as a person. You Mm. can't not be disciplined in your private life, but then you want to be a billionaire. Mm. You can never be a billionaire if you're not disciplined. The two have to match. You can't want to be a billionaire and have a work ethic of someone who earns one rand a month. Mm. You know, you got to match up to the occasion. You only rise to the level you want to be at if you yourself is ready for that level. Your business can be ready, but if you ain't ready, it all falls flat. Sure. So thank you guys for listening. Um, where can you guys catch you? I mean, um, Bespoken Man, tell us social media. Um, when when are you launching the new store? Yeah, so so we 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 quite excited. We're launching a new store um, in about two weeks time uh, at the Houtoin Station. But you can catch us on Instagram at Bespoken underscore Man and Facebook Bespoken Man. Perfect. And then, um, Michael? Awesome. Uh, you can catch uh, online store on www.mchl.co.za. On Instagram, mchl underscore taku. Uh, Twitter, mchl underscore taku. Great, great, great. And Joe, I mean, this is your last show, but people can still find you if they want dope websites. Where yes, we find definitely. You? Um, we're at C Mind Space. So it's C Mind Space. Guys, I'll still awesome. try and smuggle Joe in here. So don't stress. Um, <laughs> he's not going to be gone long. But also, I mean, very exciting. Um, yeah, with, with Michael, I'm trying to uh, convince him to make me suits for when I go to Europe yeah, um, yeah, in June. Yeah. And also, I'm speaking to Gresham about keeping me groomed up. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you can also look out for them on my side. So, I mean, I tagged you guys on Instagram. So sure. if you guys got my Instagram, you can find their links there. And yeah, whenever I'm working with them, I'll always share their work and stuff. And definitely with the new Threadman website, you'll see a lot of their work there. And I think that's what Africa is about collaboration it's about yes. being together it's about supporting each other mm. there's plenty of money to be made we don't have to be competition mm. um, thank you so much guys for listening and thank you for being here I mean thank no, you Joe it's been a good two sure, months I think you've crazy, done like bro. 10 episodes with me <laughs> it's been awesome yeah thank you so much guys join us again next week cheers this is cliffcentral.com